Welcome to Salad Talks, episode 45. Shit, it's the CTP now, isn't it, guys? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You can back in a week or back in... It's easily done, though. Easily it's done. E- well, welcome. It's the CTP podcast, episode 45. The rebrand is sticking. Nobody forgot. We've got a very special guest. <laughs> along with the co-hosts, James, Jay Favors, Connor, Constrict, Bailey... Ma- man like Rack J. Yo, yo, yo. Sellotops, I've man? finally made it, boys. I've made it. Yeah. I was, the- I, I, was, I was happy to see his back because... Um, what, how long's it been? How long, how long of a break did you have? A year or so. Yeah, and it was um, part, of my, part of my scheduled listening, so uh, I was glad to see you back. I'm glad to be here. We had a few people asking us where the podcast had gone, and Rack J was one of them. Which I felt quite nice. honoured, quite honoured to have because we're obviously. I, well, I've I've listened to your music for quite a bit because I I got introduced to you by Hypho on that yes, yes. Um, that EP that you guys did. So I initially just thought you were a, like a vocalist. I thought this yeah. guy's a sick MC. This is this, this is the weird thing because um, this this happens like a fifty a fifty fifty split sort of thing where um, people come up to me and go I didn't even know you spat bars or I didn't know you or, or round here because I started off as a, a an MC like years and years and years ago yeah um, they go oh, I, I didn't know you made beats like a, a guy a guy messaged me um, from round here the other day saying oh do you make beats and I thought oh shit I'm not doing enough man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's like a split it's like a split nobody n- nobody seems to know what the fuck's going on <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting because obviously um, I think you kind of you have an impression of artists when you first get introduced to their music and you do kind of like your brain goes like this person is just an MC you never like mm. for some reason unless like from the get go it was like you you say like, I don't know because how would you even put in a in a, in a title of a tune that like 100%. you are the producer and spitting as well like even if you'd co-produced it with Hypho it still would have just looked like yeah, I actually I saw something like I said I got a promo in my inbox where someone was the vocalist it was a singer it was a liquid drum bass tune where someone had sung over their own tune and they'd yeah. used. They'd made up an alias for themselves as a singer, so it looked like a collaboration, but it's one person. I thought it was quite funny. I wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have known unless you read the fucking like bio. Yeah, because what would there. you do? What would you do? You just put Rat J produced by Rat J. Yeah. Know, or yeah, I, or you'd have to come up with an MC name. But then if people already know you for both, then it's like yeah, 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 yeah difficult one. It is a strange one, but like this, uh, that I think that leads us into it. Quite an obvious question of like. Mm-hmm. obviously you said did you say you started off as an MC so would you say that that's like that was your first sort of passion in music yeah well um, so so basically where I come from um, in Preston years and years and years ago when I was in like um, year 7 or year 8 I found out I found out about grime through um, people spitting around there. There was like a crew called oh, Triple, Triple C, and uh, this was Clean Cut Connection. There was called, <laughs> and around there there was like celebrities. Mm. So I I I heard of um, these boys before I even knew about Wiley or Dizzy or a- anyone. Yeah. So everybody just wanted to be like them. So we all just started. Just ev- everyone had bars on on yeah. the playground uh, on the playground on the yard, <laughs> and everybody just used to spit. Everybody just used to spit. So um, 
that was it for me for I don't know for years. I probably never really took it took it seriously or anything mm. like like nobody else did until um, I started, and then I started producing a lot later on when I was about uh, twenty one, so four or five years ago, and. Um, then I, I, I pretty much just sat off the, the, the barring stuff uh, for a couple of years until I got back in touch with HIFO after. I, I hosted a set for him, funnily enough, in um, Manchester oh, a couple of, uh, two, two, three years ago. And then uh, after that, I started uh, working on vocals with him again. So that's how that came about, really. It's cool because uh, yeah, I think nice. your vocals really, uh, really suit that. Because like, when you listen to like the Swamp 81 releases that have vocals on, uh, definitely like you know the Quam and Lamont record it's not like yeah it's not like hip hop and it's not quite like grime yeah. it's sort of like it's almost like spoken word if that's not too much of a fucking was, was that the ship was that the ship's one yeah 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 I know exactly what you mean it's like um, it's like the Nico, the Nico Lindsay stuff over that sort mm. of stuff as well where um, yeah it doesn't seem forced there's no um I don't know. It's not. It's not very rigid on beat all the time, which I think does. Uh, it suits that sort of stuff. I think. Yeah, man. Um, did you did you notice like uh, a a boost from that? Because I always sort of like I've chatted. I've chatted to a few people who've released um, on Swamp, and I think it's. I would always imagine that you'd get quite a boost to your fan base, or maybe, you know, it would sort of like push you a bit further uh, in the industry. To be honest, I thought I thought it would, but um, I don't know. There was a couple couple of bits and bats, but um, I think because I was just featuring, yeah, rather than it being. I mean, I was on uh, two of the two of the tracks out of the four, so I'm sure I'm sure Hypho, um felt a massive boost from it. But um, I thought I might have picked up maybe a couple more hosting bookings or whatever, but it didn't really. Uh, Materialize, but yeah, I don't know whether that's to do with the fact that um, I was just I was just a feature, I was just two tunes rather than uh, it was a full-on split between us both. Yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. Um, I don't know, James. Are you are you familiar with that um, that Swamp release? With I think so. I, I, how many years ago? How was it? Years ago? Was it this year? I'm, I'm, was it 2018? Yeah, uh, yeah, I might, yeah, I might like around that time. I last year, I last year. Yeah. Early last, maybe early last year. Yeah, I, I went through, I went through your recent stuff um, earlier today. It sounded pretty hard, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting in the car and I was like, yeah, not much. If I, if you get a head nod from me, yeah, you've done it right, mate. Is that the approval? Yeah, I'm a <laughs> fucking old man now. <laughs> Mate, James, James, you'll 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 like this. He's he's uh, participated in and won a beat boss. Oh, mate! <laughs> Which I think yeah, is, I, I think that's uh, that, that's quite an, an interesting subject because beat boss is one of them things. If you know about it, it's like fucking mm. sick. But I think it's still it's quite still quite under the radar a little bit. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. But that's the. Um... That's the good thing about it, though, because on on them nights, uh, like the actual beatboxes when you attend them, yeah, there's a pretty there's, there's a sick atmosphere because you know everyone who's there mm. is is there because they, they they know they know the ins and outs of what goes on, and uh, there's not not nobody randomly stumbles into a beatbox. You yeah, know what I mean? so it's quite 
it's quite a special atmosphere on the night when it's mad. It's very stressful though. Stress. What, what what goes on? Like I, I'm pretty so new. It's, um, it's like a. It's, 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 it's a clash format, basically, where there's um, three three rounds. So you have to go on the night with at least nine dubs because you've got um, a quarterfinal. So you've drawn out the hat a couple of weeks before uh, against somebody. And you know the eight participants, but you only know that one person who you're going to be facing in the first round. Yeah. And then you might get through to the second round, which is the semi-final, and you've got to remix three tunes, and then you've got to have three more tunes ready for the final if you get there as well. Yeah, yeah. You have to go. You have to go start with nine with nine dubs, which is uh, stressful. Worth a tune, bro. I know, and and I, to be honest, I don't enjoy the process beforehand because um, you basically get some like six weeks to make nine tunes and. Uh, I take the piss making tunes usually. <laughs> so, so I've been saying that they're all like, a, they have to be a certain way. So you've got to keep switching up to keep the crowd involved. It's like pretty, pretty reload based. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it, it's a bit different to what I usually make, but it flung me out of my comfort zone. So it was enjoyable in that sense. Mad. That's you, pretty creative, mate. Dude, you sort of have to like enter through radio as well. Uh, there's, there's, there is qualifying rounds, but otherwise you can. Um, Tiatsim can just shout you. So uh, if you if if you show an interest in getting involved, yeah. which I, I did, and uh, yeah, he just messaged me and said, "Are you up for it?" So uh, I thought, why not? Mm. And that was uh, that was Beat Boss Eight. So that was um, about what. 2018 or 19 and then there was another one at the end of last year which Louis B won he beat me in the final well I, I remember hearing all sorts about that one because I, I think um, was it spooky or something someone was tweeting about um, like that that there wasn't that many new grime producers or like I remember seeing some guy from Mode FM I can't remember who it was but they were just saying like the entries for the last one were just really like below par compared to the other years Cause like, what was this the like the, the latest one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's I think because I don't I think has Louis B done it before and won it before, like before last year. Louis B's done it. Um, I think he's done it three times, but he's, yeah. but he's never won or three uh, or four times maybe. I don't know, but he's never won before this one because he faced like um, Jams and Rapture, I think. Oh yeah. Um, in in the first round every time. So people you don't want to get drawn against in that format. But it's yeah. pretty mad. I just because uh, this is all pretty pretty new to me. But I, your, so your first round against Spooky was it? Like that was the only person you knew. Yeah, this is the that's thing. scary, mate. <laughs> I was <laughs> been breaking myself. It was it was the, the out of all the eight people in that in that whole tournament, I was praying that I didn't get him first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he got drawn out. And I thought, oh shit, man. So, <laughs> I have to um, do some serious prep on this one. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose it worked out better though because um, yeah. getting in maybe later on or something in the final when I like used up most of my best dubs might have been a bit of an issue, but um, at least I got to prepare for him. And uh, yeah, that's it. He was definitely, I suppose, in a way, it's like a blessing in disguise because then yeah. you were just, like, I need to come correct or I'm gonna get fucking knocked definitely, out. Definitely, yeah. yeah, he did. To be honest, he was, he was, um, he was surprisingly. Not very good, man. 
I was expecting a lot more. So yeah. I guess it's because he's the only name. I know another name on that lineup, which is Kovu. As if you know, he, yeah, 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 yeah. He, I've been on his. He's, he lives in here in Brighton, so I've been on his radio show before. He's a fucking sound guy. But yeah, I didn't know he would have been producing grime in that sort of context. Yeah, so that's pretty cool as well. I faced him in the semis. Kovu's a sick guy, man. I yeah, was he's, his, oh, he's so safe, isn't he? He's just, I was on his show as well the other week, man. He's a sick interview. Yeah. Well. yeah, he is. He gets it out of you because it's. In, I don't know if you have to go in the morning. But when I went, it was fully like seven in the morning or something. But he's so like chipper and jolly, and you're like, all right. Well, uh, yeah. it was one of the. It was it was quite recently actually. It was um, when he was doing it from the cave, breaking the uh, cave. Yeah, the YouTube thing, wasn't it? So, well, so, yeah, so yeah. I managed to get a half ten slot. I had to admit, yeah, I had to. I remember leaving. Like, I, I booked a half day off, off work just so I could get up in time and go. And I remember leaving and going to get a McDonald's breakfast, and it kind of already felt like I'd been on a night out. Like I'd been playing like, <laughs> like, heavy drum and bass. And that's like, fucking other stuff for right, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, funny, man. Yeah, I was, uh, when I was listening to the last one as well, you touched on some interesting stuff, Connor, about. Um, this about music snobbery i was listening to it and thinking <laughs> bro that was me as well two two or three years ago i was horrendous for it <laughs> yeah Absolutely you know that yeah it's good it's kind of good that when you you can kind of get a bit of perspective and look back and be like oh it's actually not all that to be that much of a, a dickhead about what music you listen to basically and like i feel quite positive about the fact that you can change away from Negative ne- negativity in any way, so yeah, it's quite sound. That yeah, yeah straight well. away I thought I thought I like this kind of guy. He's just, <laughs> he's just <laughs> straight in with the humility. Come oh, in, I, <laughs> I appreciate that, man. <laughs> I thought I just thought this. I mean, we, we're all guilty of it, aren't we? But the yeah, I mean, still, still the only one I can't let go is what they did to baseline. Yeah. <laughs> Like, mate, I've got the um, uh, Ministry of Sound, one of the early bass yeah, compilations from like 2007 or 2008, the one where Skepta's on a few of the tracks. Yeah. Mate, it's hard. I love that compilation. It's sick. Really? Yeah. That was the soundtrack to my year eight. Sound of Baseline 2, that one. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, that was sick. Nah, I'm only messing, man. It's, um, it's, it's fine what's happened. Obviously, sounds evolved, but... Um, it is. It is pretty whack no it is and i've accepted it more if they just changed the name because what what that is doesn't tend to be well it doesn't sound anything anything like 2008 baseline does it really i suppose you could say the same about dubstep yeah i was gonna say have you heard have you heard what the americans have been doing with baseline (laughs) no but i bet it's brilliant they've called it yeah 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 They've re they've they've basically right. They've discovered baseline and then they've called it speed house. <laughs> That's amazing. Like all these American uh, dons making like pr- proper like fucking like just basic as fuck baseline and they've called it speed house, man. So you've got man, your wish there, actually. Uh, it has got another name now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's fine, but, but I can't see the Langolan uh, Langolan lot really uh, cracking on with that one. They'll probably distance themselves as well. Are you are you, uh, are you a big Langoland uh, frequenter? No, I, I left uh, a few years ago when uh, I was getting sick of, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I'm talking about music music snobbery, but fucking hell, I can't. <laughs> there, there was there was just that every single tune that I liked at that time 
Yeah. A, a, boot, a, a bootleg would pop up <laughs> of like the, the, the intro to that tune and then a, yeah. a big build up and then yeah. just, just something completely different. And I Mate. thought, yeah. Mate. and I left, I yeah. left the group as well um, after I saw somebody, you know, them, the, the posts, a 19 year old guy going, um, I've been making tunes for three weeks now. Why am I not headlining Glastonbury? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just couldn't handle it. So I fucked it up and my life got better. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. on, there's, I, I mean, I, I've, I've left a particularly popular music related page recently. I'm not going to say what, which one, and it is so much more stress free being on Facebook. Some, it's just Honestly, so, but, so but, much bullshit. I'm, I'm being, I'm being completely childish though, because Legoland has done crazy, crazy things and yeah. benefited loads of people. And, and the premise of the group is very, very good. Mm. It just seemed to attract a lot of um, shite, which probably well, overshadowed get, the rest. Of as soon as you yeah. get that, like that, like sort of fan base, and like if people know right this is a popular group and this is where people have the most banter and shit it's just gonna get so much like you're just gonna get idiots like you can't escape yeah like that's what i'm saying i'm not saying it's no no slight on um like the owners of the group or anything like that it's that they've obviously um they've built they've built something sick but um yeah it was getting a bit a bit mad for me i went to college with the guys that started lingo land and no way. Yeah. Wait, which one's that? Jo- well, not started. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I went to college with. He's, a, he's he, mate. He's let me drive his Bimmer before, so I'm not even flying <laughs> around the M25. <laughs> and, like, so he gets a pass. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't even care. So he gets. A, he's he's the cushiest guy. So. No, of yeah. course. No, that, no. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Obviously. No, no. Listen, listen, you're totally right with the fuck. James, are you trying to start beef? Next guest. Next guest to defend himself in court. <laughs> it's gonna no, be all over Reddit I, tomorrow. I, I think he's a cushy dude. I'm never gonna diss his brand, but some obviously some of the shite like I'm gonna like right. what, what come through there was. A, I stopped paying attention to it a, well, a long I, time ago. I remember being in a group called. Uh, it was like it started off like all ravers go to hell and stuff like that, and then it. Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah. And they had like sort of jokey beef against Lengoland. And it would yeah. be like the people who were there would be so many people from that group in the all ravers group and vice versa that it was just like yeah. it, it was like hard to like determine what was a meme what was real like it was just like it became too much of a joke i actually think they archived the page as well eventually the all ravers guys they just stopped there's a new post. there's a new there's a new one i'll have to invite you in it's good the Don't content's bother, man. great <laughs> The thing is as well though, like with uh, with any of these places and, and especially Lengoland, obviously I'm on about these the, these kids coming about and um I can't I can't knock their passion because mm. I don't know how I'd have been acting at nineteen. I'd have probably been posting like shit bootlegs and whatever and then asking why I'm not headlining Glastonbury after three weeks, but yeah. It, it all just got a bit much. Yeah. Well, yeah, to be fair, like I, 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 there's some shit that you look back at when you when you follow all these groups back in the day and thinking you're gonna share the tunes on there, and it's actually, 
I don't know. The, the, some of the bootlegs what did get sh- shared on that place were just a bit mad. That's the main problem with the scene at the moment, I'd say. Like, it's it's a massive scourge on DMB as well. It's like someone will take a massive tune. In DMB, the worst ones, they'll take like a really iconic bit of 70s reggae and then like just play that for 32 bars and then a build up and then just some jump up thing in a different key yeah. and like and it get but the thing is again like i can't get too salty because they they get like hundreds of thousands of plays so i'm just like well someone's obviously loving this stuff i know but i don't know man, no, i think we can say that it is a quick fix in it just a yeah. bang of fucking because i've heard it i've heard it, it jump ups quite yeah. big round here yeah, in Preston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh there was a there was a rave called um I won't say the name, but and they, they they got quite big, and they was booking quite a few of these jump up guys. And I went to see one of the and, and the amount of them, yeah, I know, what they, were, they were going off, so you can understand why these people do it. But it's mm. so cheap, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's because the people that generally go to see those DJs, I mean, it's, they're they're probably not producers themselves or, or invested in the culture in a way that us guys have like spent years of our life like identifying as people who give a fuck. So these, yeah, I mean, it's just a just yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're the nerds. We're we're the we're the fucking yeah, yeah. We're the, we're oh the, yeah, the, the we're we're probably the people who they're laughing at. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, fucking pricks getting <laughs> irate about me using a Bob yeah. Marley sample. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, see, like because i because i work in a kitchen obviously like one of the big things about working in a kitchen is like the music that's on in the kitchen it has to like Uh, yeah like people have to like it has to be good for the chefs right and the hmm. amount of times there'll be some like like jump up or some shit that i'm really just not not feeling at all but I, i i over the years i've evolved to sort of like let myself enjoy it even if it's not my ideal music because i have to stand there and be like right it's literally there was a Fratelli's bootleg that got played, and it was fucking no, right. Chelsea Dagger, and it was literally like ah. like everything you've described. It's just the intro of Chelsea Dagger, <laughs> and then a foghorn that goes like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> but I had to like I had to like turn it into like well I found it amusing, and that was where I like enjoyed it because I was like right this is too fucking funny, but I'm not oh, gonna be I'm making not, you laugh. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is as good as like Aphex Twin, or you know what I mean. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm not going to get too like, because I did I'm, you did you go through did you go through the stage when um, I mean this happened to me when I was probably just like leaving high school sort of thing for, for a few years where I would I would literally if something was in the charts or big it was shit yeah yeah, yeah. straight That's straight good. straight away because the, I, I'm trying to like form some sort of personality for myself yeah, or whatever yeah, and yeah. that was I'm the guy who likes underground stuff. So if that's in the chart now, I can write. I'll be. I'll be in the van, and I'll just put any radio station on and be like, "This is this is a big tune." Sure. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think yeah. The last frontier for that for me was like, for some reason, when trap probably about five years ago, six years ago, when it when that really started getting big. Um, like US trap and stuff like that. I mean it's obviously been around a lot longer than that but when it was all over the radio for the first time here I remember thinking oh I hate this but then a lot that was when I found in the dubstep scene a lot of people started using the trap sound palette at 140 and I was like oh, I can kind of see how that's likeable and I was like you know what I like everything now if I like yeah. if I can get my opinion changed that easily sort of thing I got yeah. really I got I like that, really that... into trap like I got super into trap when, when it was like when it was like normie t- shit to like trap, I was really into it. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. I, ne- I never really, I never really did, but I always, I, I, if somebody played something, I would never, like, I was always into it or whatever, but I never really went searching for it. But mm. the, it, it's interesting that you mentioned the um, the crossover between dubstep and um, the trap sort of stuff, because I regularly think, like, people, um, I, I don't really know many of these artists or whatever, but I think if, if, if people like Drone were mm. sending their tunes to these yeah. I think they could create some proper interesting stuff, man. Yeah. But yeah. It just it's like um it's a weird thing with dubstep where we're happy to exist in our own little corner over here, but I reckon it could do like for for example, like Komodo, people like Komodo could be yeah. writing obviously film scores and I could see like a, a, a sixty year old man sat in front of his record player playing uh, playing that recent stage. Yeah, it was so good, and, wasn't it? I'm yeah. thinking this is this is wicked, what the hell is it or whatever, but yeah. we seem well, to exist in this Didn't Boofy recently make a tune for um was it Gat? T Money. Oh P Money, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's like the that's... perfect example of like somebody who can fucking shell on a dubstep tune and also like keep yeah. that same vibe but use it as like an instrumental for somebody like p money because it was perfect that that instrumental i thought yeah, it was it was very very icy i think um th- them guys though well you you bristol lot uh, the the best at crossing over between um grime and dubstep that 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 sound that nobody really no, you can't you can't put a, put a label on because it's literally just sat straight in the middle of both. Yeah, of them. that's yeah. that 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 was the sound that had the biggest impact on on me personally in the last fuck knows twenty years or whatever. Yeah, I mean you can hear it. You can hear it. Go on, James. Yeah, I don't know. Um, sorry, James. Oh, I don't know, brother. I'm, I'm, I was fucking. I was at, I was. I was over there. Um, <laughs> now, what would you say like a good example of that is for you? Because I'm. I. I was. I kind of grew up being into like deep medi and stuff like that. But when I moved to uh, Bristol, I was mostly into jungle. And then I, I, all my mates, more so, were like massive 140 heads. And I got turned on to like you know the um yeah. like yeah the, no yeah see, it kind of was. <laughs> Like, like you know, when I first got to uni, like I'd, I'd heard of Komodo. I think I'd heard of what's the one that goes madam, 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 madam. What's that's that one? Gantz, that's Gantz. Oh, that's Gantz, Bryce Sinister, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like, I'd, I'd heard some things. But then when people start putting on Komodo, initially I was like, I don't know how I'd even dance to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then over a period of a couple months, I, it just clicked. And I was like, he's a fucking genius. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's just it is. It's, the best, the best place to be for that is probably Bristol, though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Exactly. That sound. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um, I don't know examples like well, just any anything really from um, that time around probably oh god knows from 2012 to 16 or whatever the Bandili stuff with um, yeah like the, the, a good example to start with that that crossover stuff is the Boofy one the Boofy EP um, okay. what what was on it Mask and Glove and all them sort of tunes which was literally a massive it just just a sat in between grime and dubstep perfectly yeah. nice but yeah, I mean, that's yeah like, was, uh, you've got people down i mean obviously you've got people like Mueller and that uh too much collective guys doing mm. a lot of that uh, yeah um like yeah. grime stuff because they're because they're the people because well, obviously when i came down to bristol i was making like it was almost like experimental stuff i didn't i, I started off with edm shit and mm. then was trying to make a bit more like weird because I was listening to like Burial and Apex Twin and all these like sort of off 
they're very unique artists so i was trying to like make my own unique thing and then i heard this mm. like bristol grime dubstep thing and i was like yeah that's pretty good but i actually like mm. I, I, I feel like there's a few artists that do it really well uh, specifically within within the bandulu camp and whatnot but like yeah, it's so difficult to like nail it i find i think there's a, there's like with people like boofy i find their approach to it is so natural like it doesn't mm. they're not forcing anything they're just using yeah. their, i guess their influences and what they like the sound like sound wise they're just creating these really nice pieces of music that they just like naturally fit in there then so there's no forcing there's no it doesn't mm. sound like it just sounds like it should exist <laughs> if you know what i mean i think i think he's proper he's proper coming to his own as well these last few years beefy yeah with um what was it the, the ledge release the inner the inner mind one. Oh yeah um but his, his percussion game now is ridiculous so he's he, but he, he's he's one of them where he can just do um like recent, recently, the last couple of years, his stuff's probably just been straight, straight up dubstep, really, hasn't it? But um, yeah, definitely more so. Yeah, he sits in between. Okay. I, mean, I was really feeling his. Well, in fact, just the just the Imhotep in general, the system release. I was fucking liking that, but because I'd heard um, like the, Khan, the, the Khan release. Yeah, the Khan the one. Beefy yeah, remix. I, yeah, on the flip. Yeah, I'd I'd heard the. The Khan one just on like YouTube rips quite a few times just at various after sessions and things like that. People go, when's it going to come out? Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then, so yeah, hearing the Boofy flip, I actually really fucking like that. Like, yeah, a few of my mates are like, kind of wish it done a bit more or whatever, but I think really? he's just done a nice little tasteful flip of it, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I might prefer the Boofy one just because it is a yeah, little bit... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's a little bit less... I don't know, it, it, yeah, it just sounds, it sounds nicer to me, but that whole release is it's a nice little... Nice little twelvey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, just to deal with the conversation, actually, do you know um, the label fucking um, Hotline? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. They've just—I just got this in the mail today. I don't know if you can see. It. It's that they've just put their first one seventy release out. It's fucking sick, mate. Yeah. Your background off, mate. Pes- oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think it's off. my room. My room's a disaster, though. That's the problem. But we'll I see. Oh no! I've turned my actual video. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but. Fuck's sake. Look, you don't, oh my god, I, look, I'm glitching hard now. Let's see, turn camera on. <laughs> what is going on here? I don't do know. You just, do you just react to Is this, am I in? I'm in, all right. All right, look, I'm just gonna, just gonna do no background for a sec. Right. Oh, it's fine as well. Yeah, it just looks lovely. Like the artwork's sick, and yeah, it's like it's proper my, up my street. Like really nice drum and bass, like proper forward thinking stuff. Who? And it's just on, yeah, a label. Who is it? It's Pessimist and Holston. So like, oh I don't yeah, know, Pessimist. Oh, yeah, really? and um, yeah, Pessimist is definitely worth checking out. I do if you know Ilian Tape, the um, Zenka Brothers' label, it's really sick, like breakbeat techno stuff, like this fucking sick label. He's released for them recently, but he, he came up on like drum and bass in 170, and like he revolutionized the sound quite a lot, to be fair, about six, seven years ago. And then, yeah, he just put a tune out on Hotline, and then there's a Clarity remix on the B side, and Clarity's fucking bad, man. So it's all just like Bristol DB, like proper serious shit. So, yeah, I've been pretty gassed for that. So, so what, what's, what's it sounding like? Is it like a rolly one? No, no, it's kind of like. It's kind of like breakbeats and stuff like that, but it's kind of like instead of the standard two step pattern, it's got more of a three kick pattern, which is a. 
that sort of thing. Like I find with tunes like that, I really like them because it, certain artists are doing a crossover with sort of more like a techno sound palette. So you can make instead of a proper sub bass line, you can just have a fat kick that booms in between, a bit more like techno, where you get all the weight from the kick drum. It's yeah. pretty fun to mess around with that for sure. So is this is this the first time that Hotline have done anything? As, yeah, I think it's the first time they've done anything. Definitely at 170, but yeah, I, I only really knew him. Like again, my mate that I used to live with at uni, Chris, he turned me on to him when it was uh, like he did that Gantz release and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I hadn't heard him do anything higher tempo before. Komodo did a few on there as well, didn't he? I think. Yeah. Hotline. Yeah, man, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I'm not. I, I've. I've not been. Um, I mean, I used I used to keep an eye quite a bit on the DMB side and the halftime stuff a few years back when yeah. with 2011 times, but then I've just um, I've I've not really kept an eye on it. But um, it's, I'm interested now in this uh, this 160 stuff. If you keep yeah, that. definitely, yeah. I heard a tune from Alex actually before. What's um, forthcoming on Trackshaven? Is that right, Alex, or is he gone? Is he left? He's like got the eye in the top of the corner again. It's like fucking. The all seeing eye. Let's see if we can. It's freaky, isn't it? It's just disappeared into the ether. I didn't even know he had a forthcoming one. Six. I'm sure he sent me the tune. To be fair, is it is it a jungly one or is it like footworky? It, it to be, to me it sounds grimy. But oh I, no! Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. 160, which is yeah. obviously sick. Yeah, and it's with a label called Tracks Haven, who are based, funnily enough, in Preston, where I'm from. I know the I know the guy who runs it. Oh, mate, I that's it. I didn't know this was happening. I've not I've, I've not obviously seen Robbie in God knows how long because I usually just see him at uh, random random dances around there. But um, I just seen it on Alex's SoundCloud not too uh, not too long back, where it's sounding heavy. But yeah, are you clued up on are you up on this? What was this? I just Mate, left the room for a bit. Your your um your forthcoming you've got something forthcoming on track saving. Yeah? Oh yeah, yeah, bounty killer. The guy yes. who uh, the guy who runs that label, he's from Preston. Oh yeah. I d- I've um, I've spoken to is it is it Michael Owen? I don't know if it's Michael Owen because that's a footballer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, <laughs> Michael, I don't really know, but it's Ro- Robbie who I know. Robbie, uh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I was gonna say Robbie Fowler, mate. Robbie, Robbie Fowler, Fowler and Michael. Fowler. <laughs> 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 What's but, been... sorry, mate? No, I was gonna say like I, I hadn't actually uh, checked out Tracktown before, so I just got booted their SoundCloud up, and they look certainly just based on who I know that follows them, like all the fucking, I'd say big players in sort of the new wave jungle follow them so they must be they're doing worth bits, man. They're doing yeah bits. no I'll, I'll have to i have to check out there and obviously now you're releasing with them it's probably be worth checking out like <laughs> what's going on samurai breaks yeah, yeah samurai yeah. breaks is a bad boy mate he released yeah, yeah. on the dreamers as well which is like really well respected i he's think been, he's from around there somewhere i is think he? he is as well because i i think he's from leeds or he did live in leeds because yeah, yeah. my yeah, I, I know people from Leeds who seem to know him, so makes sense. I think he, he just used to play every dance around there. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, he seems like one of those guys who I would say also Haifa is one of these guys who just seems to have been about for the longest yeah. time, like just been active for a long, long time. Consistent. I always used to hear about Samurai Breaks. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. But those yeah, guys, think, are, uh, yeah, those guys are very nice, very nice people. 
Yeah, I need to get clued up on this on this 160 stuff. Some of it's pretty interesting, man. I've just been in my bubble of um, podcasts and fucking occasionally dubstep mixes, and that's about all I've been keeping up to date with over the past couple of months, really. So yeah, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, like like with um, with 160, there's kind of two offshoots of it, which is the more jungly stuff and the more footworky stuff. But yeah. yeah, as you say, there's elements of grime in it as well. Yeah, that, think, yeah. Well, that sounded say. just like a. I was going to say, yeah. you know, the new Chimpo release. I don't know if you guys have yeah, seen that unboxing look. Always Chimpo but like, 160, but that, yeah. Because there's, there's obviously the footwork, there's the jungle, and then there's the, the grimy. Like, I would say there's, like, the grimy and jungle hybrid sound that's quite yeah. prevalent. Because that's, that's the shit that I really like in 160, but if you get yeah, one, so, so it's one of those it's because of Shirelle I, I honestly think a big part of that is Shirelle's Boiler Room and yeah. uh, and like Forzia on NTS there's loads yeah, yeah, of yeah, like yeah. really sick DJs and yeah a lot of them these days are like there was a sick movement of like female footwork DJs going on and yeah. like it was fucking banging like a lot of good 160 was flying around like and mm. still is really like, yeah so it's a pretty healthy little scene to be fair is, yeah, I'd never really, I'd never really took much notice of it until, like you say, that that Shirelle boiler room, and there was just clips flying about. Yeah, it, yeah, it carnage, didn't it? Yeah, it's funny because the boiler room purists, all the techno heads were commenting like, "What you call this music?" Because it was like a rip groove, one sixty. Oh, um, oh, so yeah, yeah. Like, so and then everyone was going, "Man, they were just like, oh, like turn that shit off." Like, yeah, we need like real techno music and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, you fucking idiots. Some boiler room chat rooms can get ugly, can't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's man. why. That's why we need a champion. Uh, the keep hush, the keep hush guys, as much as possible, because they're like I always find with boiler room, they do put on artists and they do do good things but it's like i don't know it's one of the, it's just because they have such a big um sort of net they have like a massive net to cast around the globe they literally they have so many sets from djs from like every country on the planet that yeah you're always you're always gonna get especially with like english and u.s artists you're always gonna get like people in the comments being like where the fuck is my favorite genre of music? <laughs> like there was, yeah. I think there was like a Khan, like Khan was following the librarian and he did like a dance hall set and the comments were just like a shit. How, like it was just like people go into that set expecting Khan to be like fucking goth Khan. <laughs> and he yeah. was playing all like dance hall and stuff. It was just like, I don't know. Yeah, them, them comments can get uh, can get bad. But the, wor- the worst part about him is when they're like, commenting on the mixing like when they're when they're watching yeah. they're watching like a, a grime or a dubstep set and they're expecting these flawless five minute five minute yeah. blends yeah, you know, yeah. this is just not what it is man you yeah. know yeah slab them in slab them out yeah man it's ugly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i agree alex actually keep hush i think to fucking yeah they need as much support as they can get really because i just think they're sick i just love their aspect and the people they invite on and shit like yeah they they've got their finger well. on the pulse they know exactly i can't hear you now, mate. i really can't hear you you can't hear, hear me, me or alex like, he sounds like a me. robot me <laughs> yeah me. one sec yeah hey one sec mate fucking hell i'll try <laughs> i'll try and sort out my uh yeah maybe you've gone back onto your webcam mic again i doubt it it was going it was going well it was yeah no, I'm still on the it's right, right one. Give me two. Can, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah but it's just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> and it was getting worse. It was like Hello. a bit of automation on the shit crash. Hello. 
Yeah, that's better. That's I can better. Hear you better. I've just unplugged my sound card and plugged it in again. Yeah, man. The good old power side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how how have you found um lockdown? Like, did you did you do you normally go to a lot of raves and stuff? Um, yeah, I like. Uh, to be honest, the mu- music with with this uh, all this going on has not been really. I've not been motivated to do much. To be honest, man, it's because yeah, okay. it, I was I was talking about it today on Twitter. Where I think for me, like um, the club is 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 what it's the glue that holds everything to. Like I, I'll be I, I I might be working on a couple of tunes and think oh, I want to get this finished because if I'm playing here on this night or if uh, so and so's got radio on this night or they're playing there, then I'll, I I want to finish stuff because I want to send it out or whatever yeah. and. Um, I ain't really that. I know it's, it, it almost sounds shallow to say that the, the end goal is to get stuff played in the clubs, but I don't know. I think it's. The, no, it is. that's that's. I think that's totally fair because it's fucking at the end of the day. It's dance music. It's it's basic yeah. music. You know, you want to be able to hear it in the right context. Yeah, so yeah, I think that that's you're definitely not alone in feeling that way at all. Like, right, yeah. it's, it's tough to it's tough to sit here and write like Aggie music to that, that's, that's there to be played in the clubs. Then, like, obviously, there's no there's no ending style. We don't know when when. Um, when obviously we're going to be back in him, so it's tough to it's tough to motivate myself to really. I've made a couple of bits and bats, but um, like just just like I say, the motivation to finish them is not really yeah. really there at the moment, man. I, hear I, mean, I think it will come. I think it will come back though, because for me, really, honestly, I had four or five months where I started like bare fucking like sixteen bar sketches and stuff, and then just never come back to them. Whereas for some reason, the last two weeks. I've actually just, it happens to me once in a blue moon, but I'll go back and start checking sketches and fleshing them out. And I've, I've right. finished three tunes in the last week, which is like, it doesn't happen to me at all. So I don't know, it's just like a random feeling. But to be fair, I think part of it was feeling like things were going back to normal a bit. And now, yeah, 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 yeah. You know I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I remember last, last episode you were saying about, um, because of the whole process that's been going on, you haven't been motivated. But since you've been yeah. gone back to work, have you found, it was going back to the office has massively changed my... I, go, I only go in two days a week now, but where I was working from my computer and then trying to make tunes on the same setup, it was fucking me up. But now, having just two days in a different environment, honestly, I think it's cleared my vibe a little bit. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's made sense. Yeah, and you you actually get to come home come home it. to something, and then yeah. it's, it's a different setting. But you you were saying you work in, you work in Sandpoint, do you? Yeah, I work for Loopmasters. So, so. so that must be fucking difficult to differentiate between that's the problem it's like i don't even know how much longer i want to work in music if i want to keep writing music and loving it because at the moment it just drains you like i I don't i'm not i'm not like you know whinging because i know that like you know i'm lucky to have a job in the thing that i did my degree and i know a lot of people don't get to do that so i am obviously grateful but also yeah what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> no, are you whining for man uh, i wash dishes like, for a living bro it's like, it's like djs complaining but it's like some yeah, joking, industry man. workers complaining but no it. it's just like it. creatively i get quite drained and as i said mm. last time where i've worked let much more you know jobs where it has nothing to do with being on a computer then suddenly i'll come i'll wait you know i'll be writing tunes with ease so it's just a weird yeah weird dilemma and i feel like if you want to get really stuck into the music industry as a business then you kind of lose your heart for writing the tunes a bit so it's a bit of a weird 
Yeah. I, I can imagine that being very, very tough. Very mm. tough. Just working, sat there working on samples all day, and then yeah. having to it, when you because when you when you come on from work and you've clocked off, it's yeah. sort of. But I can imagine you can't really. There is no clocking off. There is there. <laughs> No, it's, it feels, especially when I've been working from home, it's just like, that's why I could hardly even open Logic because I just feel like I can't look at this anymore. But, <laughs> I mean, it just depends. Sometimes I'll have a lucky day at work where the samples I'll be working on, I'll find, like, a really sick kick and snare and stuff, and I'll be like, oh, I can use them, and then I'll go home and I'll have the samples ready so it's kind of quicker. Yeah. So that's the one bonus is sometimes I can I can be seeking out samples during my work hours, like, just on the job, so that's, like... But then other than that, yeah, it is just generally like I've been listening to kick drums for eight hours already today and now I've got to listen to more if I want to get anything done. <laughs> so it's like, you, yeah, you, you know, when you, you know, when you produce as well, what's the sort of the longest stint you can do at, if you know it what I mean? It depends. So like, I remember I wrote a tune called Hypnosis when I was in the second year of uni and I pretty much wrote that in nine hours without getting up from my computer. And when I when I went down downstairs and stayed at home for the summer at that time, went outside for a cigarette, and my mum was like, are you on drugs or something? <laughs> my eyes were like wide open. Like I'd just been st- and I was like jittery and shit because I'd literally just been at the computer. For- but that's like a one-off thing. Normally it's like a few hours and then I'll need like to go and just chill for a minute and get some water or something. But yeah. Nine hours, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I, on that day, literally, it, it was mad because uh, uh, me and James's mate, Luke Nichols, who's uh, produced under Coherent now, he's on that show, Good Audio and stuff. And I was sending him tune for feedback over the course of the day, and, he, and he'd just like give me feedback like from his monitor. So he was just like on and off. He'd be like, mate, have you left your computer all day? And I was like, literally, I haven't. I've just been like knocking this up. But yeah, I don't know. That was just a, that was a once in a lifetime thing, I think, because I couldn't do it again now. I'd be uh, It's intense, isn't it? At yeah. certain points. I mean, I don't know. It's, it yeah. depends. Yeah. Certain, t- certain times I can. Uh... I can last about five minutes. I'm just staring at logic and just saying, fuck this, man. I can't be dealing with this. And then, yeah. I, but even even so, even when I get into the flow of it, after like two hours, I probably need to need to step away. And uh, That's pretty normal, though, for a lot of reasons, because A, your ears need a break, and B, like actually concentrating properly. And yeah, like that, it's quite taxing on the brain. And if you want to be more efficient, taking breaks is just like proven to be better, really. So... But but then again, it's like when you once you're fully in the zone, yeah. and you're not you're not aware of anything around. That's when the yeah. weirdest stuff comes out. Isn't it? Definitely, that's why, mate. I've like do not disturb mode on my phone has saved me from a few like because I'm so easily distracted. Someone will text me. I'll I'll have been like half hour in in the zone. I'll just be getting into it fully, and then I'll get text and that's 15 minutes of me just fanning around on my phone. So I can't risk it anymore. That time is too precious. And it probably relates as well to um, like what you were saying on a on a grander scale, where um, now you sort of take advantage of the the times when you bang, say you just finished three tunes in a week or what. Yeah, you're yeah. not, you know, when you're in that sort of frame, you need to get get the stuff done because I mean, it could be a month or so before you start. Yeah. Like that again, isn't it? So. Yeah, no, that's absolutely bang on. That's how I feel at the moment because it's like the last time I felt like this fully, like able to fully finish stuff was last probably May through August for some reason I said three months ago I wrote all my material for up until a month ago it was all just done in those three months I've hardly been finishing anything since and so now but now everything's out again I'm like fuck I need to write some tunes like people are asking me for shit and I'm like I have I haven't had any dubs for like months so I'm like you need to get on it now so yeah 
slowly yeah. come together. I'm feeling that pressure now, but th- this is yeah. the thing. Like, for what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what. That's the tough thing, isn't it? It's weird. I guess, like, if you write, you only ever need to do one really memorable release. Like, obviously, people's memories are quite short, and, you know, like, you want to keep a presence in the scene, but there are certain people where, you know, you can just get away with putting out, like, just bits and bobs to remind people that you're alive and you just remain in the consciousness of like the people sort of thing. Yeah. I think obviously uh, I, I don't know if you got caught up in this when you were uh, just starting out but when I first started sending tunes out I was like um, and, and I first started getting a, a couple radio plays from DJs who I massively respect it obviously now it's like um it, it, it was on like a, a few radio stations like Mode and stuff like this stuff. To me then it was a massive, massive thing and I was yeah. and, then, and then you get caught in the trap of like, well, if I don't send them anything again within a month or two yeah. then yeah. and and it proper it proper ruined it. I was just sending out some shit tune. Yeah. And as soon as I stopped as soon as I stopped doing that and, and taking a bit more time and uh, thinking, nah, in fact, nobody needs to hear from me for half a year, a year, if nothing's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things started to improve, and obviously the, the quality went up. So I don't know yeah. if you got into that, that sort of um, thing earlier on as well. Hey, I could have used that exact bit of advice. Like, even only 18 months ago, when I first, there's a couple labels, like there's a label called Rupture, who does like one of the best sort of old school DB nights and stuff like that, and they, played one of mine on Rinse and then I started sending dubs and then actually they played one at Outlook when I went to one of the cinema. <laughs> I was fucking gassed about to be fair. But oh, then, yeah, no, there's a video of me on Instagram just like screaming and going mad because <laughs> I was just there. Yeah, obviously that's, what, that's, what it's all, that's what it's all about. That yeah, was. and that's, A, that's been taken away, which is obviously what we were saying, which is a fucking nightmare. But also I was doing, I was just rushing to get stuff finished to send to these people like, because I wanted you want that buzz again yeah 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 it's like an addictive thing which like and yeah unfortunately I'm very erratic and scatty and I'll finish something or finish something and what I should do is sit on it for two weeks listen with fresh ears and tweak again I'll finish something I'll be like everyone needs to fucking hear this right now and I'll send it to everyone then I wake up the next day and I'll be like oh no like it's not finished, like, yeah, I don't know, so I'm, I'm still learning patience, for sure. Well, that's, that's, that's another thing, though, isn't it? When you've made a tune one night and you think, yes, man, made the best tune I've ever made, you turn it on in the morning and think, what the <laughs> what was going yeah. on? Uh, but, yeah, that's why I'm kind of happy, like, I, I can't smoke weed at all anymore because it just makes me anxious, but back when I used to play that was constant. That was pretty much every night. I'd wake up the next day and I'd be like, what have I been doing? Or the worst one's tweaking the mix down of a tune that you were quite in a good place with. And you're playing. ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah I think good for that, bro. Especially yeah, no. That's why, actually, I recommend to everyone who's on Mac to get a time machine drive as well, because you can literally go back, like, for as long as you need to. Like, it backs up every hour or something like that, and you can go back in time and reload old files. It's pretty decent. I guess they don't have time a time machine drive on the new on the new new laptops. The Mac. not. Yeah, you got to buy a. I've got a two terabyte drive here that's just constantly like wearing away. Picking, the thing, the thing yeah. is though, we're 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 all right, aren't we? Because uh, if we run our own mix downs, it sound. But you, James, you you've got you've got the pressure. Oh yeah, yeah. Mixing down other people's shit. Yeah. Well, listen, with with the mixing down other people's shit, yeah. 
I'm telling you the hardest ones was like if it, like a genre used to come in and I didn't know what the fuck. So I had to listen to the reference tunes for fucking time. Like yeah. Folk music was the worst one. Folk music come in and I was shit myself, mate. I was like, bro, oh, what? Dude, what I, I love folk music, mate. That does sound like a fun challenge because I actually, yeah, I agree. I think folk music's all right. Like, yeah, me and my mate, uh, sorry to butt in, but I was just, thought it was funny. <laughs> but one of my mates um, listens to black metal and stuff like that. Fuck and we yeah, were listening dude. To, like, black metal, metal crew. And we were, we ba, were ba, listening because he really likes the bandulu stuff and like the sort of more grim end of the, the 170 stuff because Desi, it kind of has a metally gothic sort of feel to some yeah, of it or whatever. 100%. And um, we were we were listening to that stuff, and then he was like, oh, I listened to this black metal, and he puts some on, and I couldn't believe how thin and tinny it sounds after you've been listening to bass work, because they don't, the bass guitar, they basically roll it off at like 200 mate, hertz. Like, mate, and that, the, yeah, it's very... Their whole thing is like, it has to sound shit, otherwise it's not black metal. Like, if it sounds yeah, good, yeah. If, it, if it sounds good, all the black metal fans are like, this isn't right. <laughs> Like it, that's <laughs> yeah. like that's like such a because I remember I'm into like Behemoth and like uh, Dimmu Borgir all these they were once yeah, black metal bands but when they started getting decent production yeah. all of their like true like black metal fans were like nah they've sold out man they've actually <laughs> paid they've actually paid for a producer and it's just like fuck <laughs> fuck these guys <laughs> that's mad yeah but did, did you ever get any metal James ah. Huh? Did you ever get any black metal come in or anything like that? One, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, <laughs> um, mate, I'm telling you, they used to re- they used to rehearse every fucking Thursday. Yeah, I love them to pieces, innit? But like, mate, I, it worked my cup of tea, innit? But I mixed it for them and stuff like that. They were the nicest guys and that. But I'm telling you, my ears after a while, bro, <laughs> like work, like <laughs> I don't know. It's very with the drums in it, like. Mm at that faster tempo like and it's not separated oh my days bro you've really got to separate your hits but then make sure it doesn't sound too stagnated when it's in its it's like your fading and stuff needs to be on point your gates need to be on point your compression needs to be on point I don't know if I did a good job, but... Well, so, you, so you know when we're talking about how's, how long's the longest stint you can do with production, how long's the longest you can do mixing down a track <laughs> Mate, if I'm getting paid the right amount of money to do something like that, I'll do it for three hours straight. They have a break and then do another three hours. If, 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 they, if, if they used to if they used to barter with my prices, yeah, four weeks... Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, 15-minute segments every night. Yeah. Yeah. If someone's paid you the right one, you want to get it finished for them. But then, then yeah, the barterers, yeah. It, as, a, as a producer doing it for other people, if you barter for prices and I've told you a price and it's like, what? Like, say if you said to someone 150 for a mix down and master, but then they go 100. Bro, you're not gonna get the good. You're not gonna get the like. You're not gonna get prime me. You're gonna get. You're gonna get fifty pound less me. We are off on the wrong foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually, yeah, usually with that sort of music, like you need to find specific producers who know that like world. You can't just have. I used to say that to a lot of people. I used to yeah. say it to people who come to me and gone. Oh, could you do this? I went, I could do, but you should go and see this guy. But they just wouldn't. Yeah. They 
like they're asking for a grand up straight and you're like all right don't worry about it then i'll do it I, it's all... <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is isn't it have you, ever, yeah. have, you, have you ever took a, have you ever have you ever took a proper bollocking off somebody for fucking up the mix proper? Um, no comment. Listen, I, I want to. I've said this in the last episode. I want to turn more into a music lover again. Talk mm. about other people's music and like actually mm. find the love for it again. Because when you're doing, like, I, I've started coaching football and stuff now, and I, I I'm really finding. A passion, not passion back to make tunes or anything, but more listen to it as a fan. And like, obviously, yeah. I listened to your tunes earlier and I thought they banged, like, like banged. And I was like, yes, like, I like that feeling. Do you know what I'm saying? I bet, there's, I bet when you, I bet when you're in, um, when you're in studio and mix down mode, I bet listening to anything, you, you can't just sit back and enjoy it, can you? Because you'd be plucking little yeah. bits and saying, I wonder how they've done that, or this sounds like uh, they needed to do this or whatever. So you can't actually sit back and enjoy tunes as they are anyway, can you, if you're in that mind frame? There's a couple of people I still like working with. I've mainly cut everyone off now, but I did, there's a few people that I really click with. Like, say, like they 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 won't use my beats per se now uh, or anything, but we'll pick, we'll pick people's different people's beats together, and I work with him more on an engineer. And I re I really enjoy making of working on vocals. Like that was one of my favourite things to do. Like being a being a vocal engineer is probably more I find. I'm better at vocal production than I am making tunes, so it's like... It's Jay, every, every credit, man, because I think mixing vocals is a fucking minefield. Yeah, it's fucking hard. <laughs> I, I find it quite fun at uni and stuff, and everyone used to say this about vocals and stuff, and then I just realised the more fucking... Like, I have my... I have, like, different presets, but I've made different presets for different types of voices, and I just name it an artist that i think it sounds like yeah, yeah, yeah. like my favorite one i'm using at the moment of my mate is i called it pop smoke because it that was the range that's what i, I heard at the moment and then so I'm you've got you've got a bit of a blueprint to take away a bit of the initial stress then like mm. but then you got i believe yeah the best thing to do is uh is separate your vocals away from the track make sure you side chain your vocals but like on a on a scale where you're not taking out none of the lows, none of the highs too much from the actual track, so you can get your highest the high hats and snares and stuff to come through, but you need to have the little side chain because I feel like it does bring the vocal forward, and that's where I think a lot of people probably don't find it like i don't know it's it's the spacing of the vocals because it depending on what type of voice someone has in it that's that's probably good though that like you're saying if if, if you've not made the beat as well mm -hmm. you're going to have like if, if i'm say if i'm mixing down a vocal of somebody who spat over my tune i'm going to automatically want to be going to be thinking how can i how, like my tune needs to, i need i need people to wear this chip but with you if you're if you're detached from that it's yeah. going to be easier to um Obviously, make the vocal the focal point, which is meant to be, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, I, I think I think it, with with anything though, like I believe, like I I believe my biggest weakness is, is mixing down drums, bro. And this is probably why I've gone gone more to making making myself 
a vocal. I know the studio and that helped, and obviously you had loads of artists and shit walking through. But I'm saying, say if say if you've got drums and making the drums pop, like I find, I think that is the most difficult part, getting them all glued together and making them in their all own place. Because mm-hmm. especially with D and B drums and stuff like that, I remember. Oh fucking! I I respect the D and B guys for their hundred percent. That's another thing where. Um the ear fatigue sat there yeah. listening to, to, to D&B drums constantly that must be tough <laughs> yeah it's pretty full on man yeah it is and especially for me who's kind of always been more into the breakbeat stuff the jungle stuff as well they're pretty uh, yeah they're pretty sharp to listen to all the time but then I think I'm glad that D&B was the one that grabbed my ear growing up because it. I feel like it has really transferable skills like you basically just slow the drums down by half the time as the whole halftime movement discovered. And you basically just got wavy <laughs> hip hop beats. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you can kind of just transfer a lot of the skills, um, which is, yeah, it's a useful it, genre to know. Was it Nominee who said, um, basically in your, in, your, in your mix down crash course or whatever, mix yeah, drum and I bass. Yeah, I saw him place that the other day, yeah. If you, if, you can, if you can mix drum and bass, you can mix anything. Yeah, I think he's yeah. definitely got a point there. I uh, like uh, I feel like as someone who's been making drum and bass for nearly ten years now, which is fucking weird to say. <laughs> but um I feel like I'm only just starting to master certain elements like the drums and things like that. But slowly it's starting to come together and I'm but yeah, yeah it takes so long, good, like your shit sounds good. Uh, so is it so 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 ten years I can start uh, I've got another five years to start feeling like I have a sort of an idea of what I'm doing. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely different time frame for everyone because there's a couple of issues with my time frame, which is that I thought I was amazing for the first five of those years when I was terrible. That was, also, it was a, it was a it, it, yeah, it was a humility issue really. So that's that was a cold, that was a quick lesson to learn. But but also but, as well, if you listen but, to if you listen to Connor's music like he's he's been good for a while like it's it's one of them things obviously your personal thanks your personal thing like because i've had it too where like i i think i'm the shittest producer on the planet and then i listen to a tune i made seven years ago i'm like actually it wasn't too bad do you know what i mean like yeah you're obviously you're obviously gonna need to you're gonna need to get better you're gonna need to improve and all that bullshit but still you know like rack j your shit sounds fucking good (laughs) So like yeah, yeah, it's it's, sure. it's one of them. It's good, man. It is. You do, you do, you do have days though, don't you? When like some sometimes I'll turn on Logic and I think, how the fuck have I ever made a tune? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's happening today, but it's it's sounding awful, man. Mm. So yeah, it's it's. I suppose it goes back to that take taking advantage when you're uh, like on form. Yeah. Definitely. What's that? There's, there's a quote it's, from Scream where it's like you make like a hundred tunes, and there's only going to be a couple of those hundred tunes that are fucking bang on. Like, like we all, yeah. we all we all make okay beats and tunes. Yeah, but there's all a the few time. like when you yeah. make like a hundred tunes, there's going to be a few in there that are fucking class, man. That are so good. Yeah, yeah. I tell you though, I miss when I didn't have structure to to what I like. I didn't before I started listening to grime this that the other anything would come out do you know what I'm saying I used to be in BPM and and then there was obviously the time in 2014 on to 2017 I think I was like I need to be 140 or it needs to be 
Uh, whereas before that, I had like ultimate, like I just made what I felt in it. And some of it's, that, yeah. that, it's definitely it's like the plasticity you have before you understand like the scene in general. Like I remember, I could not believe it when I first realised it drum and bass was 170 beats a minute and or whatever and dubstep was around 140 i just thought because when i was like 13 14 i was listening to it and i thought they all sounded about the same tempo for some reason <laughs> my little brain just couldn't quite, quite like, and then when i re- realized that it's all surrounded by like you know tempo uh, restrictions like yeah it's it's a blessing because then you start being able to more easily replicate the stuff that you like but then actually you lose some of that initial curiosity around it's that just childlike shit it's like it's like it's like when when people when people are like acting like children with that naivety and that innocence you just make whatever the fuck you want and that always that's that's always the best shit yeah because it it doesn't Mm. have the boundaries and you are being completely like it's that arty bullshit where it's like you've got to be your most natural self it's all but this is interesting this is very interesting because so so you 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 came into so Jay, you were saying then that you sort of came into producing, not really knowing what you wanted to produce. Yeah, uh, so it, it, I started producing in two thousand and nine. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I made hip hop only hip. Yeah, yeah. Then I I listened to grime and stuff two thousand and ten, but we used to do mixing in in school in year ten. Because we didn't, I don't know, we just didn't want to do a certain lesson, so they used to let us DJ in, in, so in the... Sick. Mate, being the oh, was, was the one at school, I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, so we used to mix. So I, and it was funny what concept is where, like, the concept of tempo. Um, and I remember, like, everyone used to love Jump Up in it, just like Skibbity, X-Man, Always. Skin, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Got it. So obviously, my fifteen-year-old self's gone on UKF, obviously, and yeah. uh, downloaded a couple MP3 conversions down nice. onto me onto my old one gig USB. <laughs> <laughs> like CDs back then, not even that CDs yeah, yeah, yeah. weren't even about me. Right, and then I remember uh, putting one forty tune with uh, a fucking jump up, and then clanging it so hard because i just thought i was the shit and just put the tune in and then my teacher just like stopped it and was like what are you doing and i'm and back then i was like very rowdy so i was turned around to him like, what are you doing bro what do you think you're doing and he was like yeah well you really need to do this Try, trying to teach me and, and i was like nah what are you doing you fucking <laughs> <ruined> my shit <laughs> that's fucking so funny no, it's, it is. It's very interesting. All this because, like, um, I was, I was sort of, I, I was a nerd on grime and dubstep before mm. I started making tunes. I'd never even considered making tunes, but I had a collection mm. of tunes. I knew, I, 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 I used to know every release that was coming out. Blah blah. blah. I started mixing like a year or two before, and then I was like, "Why the fuck am I not making tunes?" And I knew straight away. I was like, "I, I want to make tunes like Khan." That that was so mm. so that was that was it. I just went into that mode and and tried to um, emulate that. But I'm sort of jealous in a way that I didn't get into it like you've just explained, and where you sort of didn't know what the fuck was going on, and you could I'll, just be. I'll, yeah. I'll give someone some credit that I gave him in a very long time, but uh, Connor Moby, we don't talk uh, yeah. smokes. <laughs> um, no. If it wasn't for him, like I got to give him a 
lot of dudes where it's due. Like, he was the one that showed me 140. He was the first one that showed me fine. This is this is another thing. Before I started producing, we just used to go to my mate's basement down the road, and like I said, there'd be 10, 15 of us packed in, everybody passing the mic around and just spinning tunes. And it yeah. was just it, it was just the one. Just even yeah. before I'd thought about like making tunes or anything, yeah. it was just thought that, that was what it was, man. Before anyone took anything seriously, I find I feel like you mm. have fun before you take stuff seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say, Connor, you, you're quite a viber. You're quite a viber when it comes to like making tunes, and you're. So I, I can probably understand that you have probably quite a lot of fun when you make tunes because you're. So, yeah, like, <laughs> I remember there was a time where the me and you were making a beat once, and I was fucking going mad. I think we were making that hip hop. Actually, no, we were making a one forty thing. But yeah, if I'm making something, I'm feeling I look like I'm at a rave. Basically, it's pretty full on. Yeah, once you get that first loop going, though, it's like the first time me and Con made a tune together was in like. First, I don't know if you remember this, Con, but it was like. I booked the studio. I didn't have a fucking clue what I was going to do in there. I just wanted to book the studio at uni because it was fucking cool to book. Um, so I'm bl- playing fucking tunes really loud on there. Con walks in and I just turn around to him and go, do you want to make a tune? And he's like, yeah, I've got some time. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're there for fucking hours. Yeah, we were there late, weren't we? Yeah, and then, um, yeah, that was that was probably our... the 140 thing? Yeah, yeah, the... yeah. That's what me. I I still remember what that went like. I remember. Yeah, that was me. That was a good laugh. Yeah, that was sick. Fun. Yeah. That's what I was actually saying to Alex earlier this week. Like the one thing I wish, the one thing I want to improve most about producing at the moment is being a better collaborator. Because I'm just a, I'm just a myth. Like, will yeah. I'll make a sick, you know, fifty percent of a tune with someone that's just sick, and then I just never look at it again. I don't know why. It's something about collaborating where. I find it a lot. Like, well, I think it once it goes into the stage of being stems as well. I just look at them. I'm like, oh, like I can't believe. I, it. I, I, I hate. I hate collaborating. Like yeah. just, just that that whole. Um, apart from there was one good experience recently with Louis B, where I literally just sent him an idea. I sent him a few stems over, and then the next day he just had a full tune there. But yeah. it's like, never, yeah. never goes yeah. like that. And I don't. I don't. The stems thing. I don't. I don't really. I don't really like it, and 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 otherwise, the only reason that I've never really gotten to collaborating is there's like three or four other producers in my town. Every single one of them uses fruity, and I don't have a fucking clue how to use it. <laughs> so, so I'm sat there like useless. I'm I'm basically like someone who's never touched the BAW in their yeah, life, yeah, yeah. and I'm just sat there sort of watching like this is I can't do anything. So. It is, uh, as a Logic user, we are a dying breed. I mean, Ableton is the absolute lion's share now, so it's nice, to, up, it's nice yeah. to meet other Logic users these days. It's like a little secret underground society. Like, oh, come on, come we, on. Were once the, we were once the guys, bro. Loads, we people, were, we loads were, of people still we use Logic, man. Have you heard of a guy called Shipskirt? No. no. You need to check out but, Shipskirt, because he, he creates some of the best music I've ever heard, like, just ever. You know when you were talking about weird names last time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man. But, is it but two, two words? 
ship. Yeah, 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 ship. I skip. found him, alright. Oh, he's that, he's released on um, Lucy's label then. Yeah, yeah, bro, you need to listen to that guy because he's fucked. He's hilarious and he uses logic. Like, I was like, surely somebody who makes this much good music wouldn't use logic. No shade. <laughs> it's on Ableton. Yeah, yeah, no shade. To <laughs> any, no shade. But I'm making a tune I'm making a tune with a guy called Semper and he uses Fruity Loops. But what, what he did with me is he exported a bunch of like loops basically from the tune and he like they hadn't been structured. So like when he'd exported from Fruity Loops, it just sort of exported the loops that he'd created within Fruity. So it was like this weird thing where then I had to like structure the tune. But we've actually created yeah. something pretty cool. It was initially it was a bit frustrating, but I like the whole collaboration thing. There's only, I don't know. I think sometimes it's just not meant to be. Like you create, you start a, a project with somebody, and it just doesn't get looked at for years. And it's there's a reason for that. Like it's not, it's just not gonna happen. Are like you, you are you a control freak as well with your tunes? Fuck yeah, man! Uh, I'm the so worst, man. I'm, I'm about to say that Alex is the worst when it comes to that. Hey, dude. I get it. I get it, man. <laughs> I feel like I can relinquish control to an extent, but it's only if I really trust the other producer sort of thing. Yeah. Sorry sorry to cut you off, Connor, but like just quickly, the weirdest thing with no, collaborating is when your ear picks up on something that somebody else can't pick up on. And it becomes this thing of like, this yeah. doesn't sound, this really doesn't sound right to me because I've collaborated with, with people and we've been sat there trying to make a tune and I've gone like, that sounds wrong. And they've gone, really? And it's like, I've offended them and all of a sudden this project is just doomed because we're not going to yeah. agree. Like, it's just, it's so, I, like, and I, that's where I will say I am a bit of a control freak, but at the same time, you have to trust your instincts, otherwise you're going to come out with some fucking garbage that you're not happy with and every time somebody plays it you're just going to be sat there like oh i just wanted to change that one thing do you know what i mean like you have to be a little bit assertive with it yeah, I'm sure that best, the most collab tunes i've ever got out of anyone is bailey so got, yeah, yeah there's still a few like quite well fleshed out things on yeah. my computer that we've done but I remember we sat down once to finish that hip hop beat we did where you were playing guitars, I, I was playing the keys. We basically just live jammed that tune. We that up, didn't we? Yeah, then, then you came around mine and I think you got <laughs> and I think I was like, <laughs> and then we, um, we, 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 there's like, we accidentally looped like three beats worth of it and it sounded so <laughs> wavy. Well, let's just make a jazz tune out of that. Like, <laughs> we took the opportunity to like finish a sick hip hop beat and we just like spent I'm hours like, just on this like three, four <laughs> fucking weird thing that never obviously got finished either. So. Yeah, well, that sounds fun though, man. It was, it was, it was sick to be fair. That was a good day, but yeah. That, that, that tune, what the hip hop tune, yeah. Right, so there's there's two versions that I've still got because I, I I do I like that tune, so I still. Oh, I had the vote the nice little vocal chops yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah fuck, we got to finish that. There's a, like a four minute version, yeah, which is hard as fuck. The mix down is sick, but I'm telling you, hey, that would shock me. I think I'd hate the mix down now because you know it's low tunes. I at, at the time I was, at the time it was what we were best. Yeah. Well. I, I have to look at tunes. I can't look at tunes like that because if I look at a tune and go, oh, the mix down shit and it's for something I made 2015, yeah, there's no point doing that. I can't do that because it then it takes away 
the fun in the memory of that time as well. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, if you listen to it now, like you'd be like, oh, fucking hell. But then again, yeah, maybe it's best left how it is. Yeah, them mix downs are so hard to fix, though. If you go, if yeah, you go oh, yeah, that was a wicked idea. But and then you go and look at the project. Yeah. The project you think, I don't even know where to fucking start. Yeah. It is easier to start a fresh tune always. Like the thing is, I I still it's a th- something I don't think I ever grow out of is a phase of thinking this is the tune like this is the tune if I just finish this everyone's gonna think yeah. like this is the best tune I've done but actually that's every tune I start and it's and ninety ninety nine percent of the time obviously that's not even true so it's like I don't know it's just learning to like not get upset when you get a tune seventy five percent percent done but there's nothing left in you that's fine like moving on is all right and actually what I found recently or in the last couple of years is I can go back in logic and just basically go through like graveyard projects and just bounce out stems from old projects and just try and combine them to make a mutant project and sometimes it works pretty well especially if it's nothing that's too like tonal or whatever that's that's probably something I need to look into doing when I'm um, when I've got the writer's block or whatever going into these projects because that was another thing when I did first start uh, start producing there was some good some good melody ideas and stuff like that but obviously it never got finished because it was on the whole a pretty shit shit tune or whatever yeah. but yeah if I'm sat here and I can't I can't figure anything out it's probably a good thing to do isn't it go and start just whipping out some loops. Dude, that, that's, that's that's the yeah. sickest thing to do because like if you can remember a melody that because st- I've got a, I've got a few melodies that um, I've had I've made tunes but the tunes haven't come up quite to the standard that I want them to and the melodies still like I will sing them in my head sometimes and I think like I have yeah. to I have to yeah. at some point finish a tune with that particular melody and I actually I, I went to um, yeah ableton and i put put like a piano instrument in just a random piano instrument and i sort of mapped out the midi of that melody with some chords underneath it and stuff so i've always got that midi and it's like it like if you you have like a melody that's that like it sticks in your head it's always worth like revisiting and creating no matter how long yeah and often sometimes you 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 sort of force it you, you, because the melody's so good or whatever, or that idea's so good. You're forcing it into this tune that it just doesn't work with. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, it's 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 so hard to pull yourself away and say, "No, mate, just fucking leave it." Like you can use the melody again with something else, but you just want it to work in that moment with that tune that you currently. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hear you with that. I, I could with with going back to old tunes and that. I could always do that that it's the project and then I had this one time this melody that I thought was going to work with some icy grime like no drum devil mix shit yeah mm-hmm. I, no but then no but then I got to it and I was like this melody don't work at all don't work at all with anything with no drums it might as well just be a loop in itself <laughs> just fucking I ended up the I have to, I have to break now fuck this yeah <laughs> No, I do like the concept of the devil mix thing I've always liked because I've always been a massive nerd for like beatless ambient music so when I I think it was basically you and Mobes that turned me on to that stuff James and yeah the devil mix vibe I like, I like it yeah some of them old school devil mixes are wicked Wiley was fucking yeah Oh, mate, it still annoys me that Wiley's ruined his own career. Because every now and then I'll be like, oh, I wonder what he's fucking doing now. And then I'll be like, you can't get... I mean, obviously, you know, say what you will, but you can't get literally and no idea what he's up to. No, but he's probably enjoying his life more. 
And I tell I you, I wonder if he is. I hope he's got enough money. Like you know, I know people fucking want him to die and shit, but I hope he's got enough money to have a comfortable no, retirement. Listen, he's got credits. He's got credits on people's tunes. You don't even know he's got credits on. So he's making money all the time. Yeah, that's true. Him yeah. taking that social media presence and that I don't know. Taking well, while he's while he's always he's he's always thrived off attention yeah. and not not mm. like he, he he was he was never one to um, shy away from uh, stirring the pot. I know this most recent one was horrendous, so obviously that. Yeah, got, yeah. Uh, he, he was he, he was he was always the guy. So I don't know whether he will be happier now without all yeah. this. do because last time we forgot about this um i want to get everyone's details everyone's promotional uh addresses what's your ats where can we find you we'll start with the guest rack jay where can we get your music all right yeah so um if you just follow me on the usual socials the facebook and the twitter and the insta which i think are pretty much all uh just at rack uk and there'll be stuff flying about. Oh yeah, and SoundCloud as well. I think that's that's RackJ UK as well. And your Bandcamp is RackJUK.Bandcamp.com. That's it. That's the one. Perfect. Perfect. Where can we find you, Connor Constrict? At the moment, you can find me on. It's basically at ConstrictDB on everything. But the thing is, because the last release I did was 140, and the next few things i want to put out are not dnb necessarily i just think it needs to be changed i like your one sony music that works oh, and i've just plugged i've plugged yours but yeah Jeez, anyway bro. for now constrict dnb but if you're listening to this in a few months time and by that i mean maybe december 2020 then it, i probably would have changed it but yeah there constrict. we go for now the, the, the dnb purists are gonna murder you man no i, I know that, that, <laughs> Constrict multi-genre. Yeah. They're not very easy people to be friends with anyway, so whatever I can do. Whoa. I'll be friends with the um, D&B crew. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm friends with them all already. <laughs> uh, okay, so Constrict D&B everywhere. And Incidental Sonics as yeah. well. We can't forget Incidental Sonics. Oh, yeah. The label. Oh, shit, mate, yeah, the fucking next EP is so good. It's my mate, Ruben, he's just, it's so, it's like a sit-down tempo thing, so I'll plug that at some point. Fuck but yeah, it's not red, not not out yet, but yeah, it's sick. It's but there is, dumb. there is still some things, there is still some things available to buy on incidentalsonics.com. Yeah, go on, incidentalsonics, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, you nailed it. What about you, James? Oh, you can find me here, mate. That's that. That's, <laughs> you can find me here every, every now and again. He doesn't want those Nottingham rappers to remember who he is, so he's keeping it low. <laughs> yeah, he's far. keeping it low. Right, listen, I'm not. I'm not really on social media at the moment. I'm. I've sort of. Uh, I'll share this and go off it. Just, 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 just find him on. Uh... If you just walk it. around, if you just me, walk around the countryside of Bristol, Xbox. you'll find him. You can add me on Xbox. That's the only thing I'm doing. Like you can add me on Xbox, J Favors. <laughs> J Favors on Xbox, yeah. I don't. Yeah, mate. I, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not using your socials at the moment. That's fair enough, nice. man. That's fair enough. I can bleep out all uses of your government name if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. You need a ballad club for in case the video airs. 
Ballied up, mate. Ballied up. I, yeah. Funny story. I've been in a drill video before wearing a balaclava <laughs> and no one knows what it Should is. I put the link, <laughs> in, the dis- link in the description? Before we do go, I did want to ask. Uh, did I need to I plug, I need to plug my socials question. as well, you no, fucker. You were last, didn't you? You're the you last person. Fucking idiot. You're the last person. Yeah. I, like you said that you've been listening to Seller talks like before, and then it was in your regular, and then we disappeared in that. How mm. long did you listening? Like what? 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 Epic, when? When did you like start listening to? I reckon the first one I probably discovered was um, the Chunk Mod one. Oh, oh well, yeah, that was funny. Oh, yeah. And then, um, yeah. then I just, I just went through it, went through pretty much all the episodes of anyone that I even loosely knew. I rate that. I rate that. You probably heard me chatting so much bullshit, mate. But I, I, res- I yeah, respect. If you listen, you if you listen to ten minutes, you'll have heard that, James. Well, all right. <laughs> oh, whoa, hey, whoa. I, kept, I, kept, I kept coming back, guys. I kept coming back. We are. We yeah, both no, I think, shit. I think this. It's it's good. I think that the fact that yeah, like having regular listens to this sort of thing is is pretty sick. It just shows that it can grow and and actually, I think as a platform before. Uh, Seller Talk started now CTP obviously um, <laughs> it's uh, you know had to had to shoehorn that in but um, no before it started I was wondering because it was, it was when I was really getting into Joe Rogan and all the rest of the, you know the big podcasts I thought a bass music centric podcast is something that I would fucking really like to listen to and then not long after you guys started this so like yeah I think it's yeah. definitely yeah I think it's just something it's a good I, thing I, to do and none of us have done DMT as well, so we can't talk about doing DMT every fucking episode. Actually, maybe some of us have. Hey, but... can you... oh, mate, that's next episode. We're not having a guest. We're going to talk about Connor's DMT experience. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, well, actually, maybe... you're getting some decent segments lined up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. James Famous and Connor's yeah. DMT experience. No, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of Connor's stories are better than mine. Some of Connor's uh, stories are better I than mine. I bet. I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe that's the Christmas special. We don't talk about music at all. <laughs> that. Like, you know, I prefer scenes. It's all just like madness. Yeah. <laughs> Right, well, you, can, you, you can hit me up. So I, I'm on Instagram again, guys, because I kept on getting tagged on my private personal account in musical shit. So I'm not going to call anyone out. I'm back on Instagram, zone eight underscore. Oh, back did on... I do that? Sorry. No, it wasn't, it wasn't you. It was fucking, I'm not going to say it was a couple of people. Anyway, um, it was a private account as well. I don't know how you, uh, anyway, um, you can get me on Twitter. <laughs> Zone double underscore, I believe. You can get me on uh, zone.bandcamp.com. You can get me on soundcloud.com forward slash zone music. Um, and then you can just type in zone onto Spotify and you can find me there on Sherelle's track IDs. Sherelle's track IDs. So, yeah. There we go. It was great. It was nice one. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, guys. Mate, no it's worries. Nice to, it's nice to meet you, really. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I hope we'll be able to meet up in a, in a dance at some point oh, soon. Oh, mate, I tell me about it. That'll be good. I'll get you a red stripe. Yes, please. <laughs> a warm red stripe. For yeah, that that's it. Uh, I, I miss him. <laughs> right, boys. Yes, thanks very much anyway. Yeah. And, um, I'll speak to you soon. Big up, so Take it easy, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>